Hey guys, this is Gabe with Church and State. If you have been thinking about doing your own podcast and are interested in starting a podcast, we want to recommend Anchor. Here's why we use it. A couple of reasons. Number one, it is free, 100%, no cost. And they have creation tools that allow you to create podcasts even from your phone. Then Anchor distributes your podcast for you so it can be heard on big guys like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many others. So start making money with your podcast today. They've got everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Today on Church and State, we'll be covering Fredo, once again in tears. And in-depth coverage of the George Floyd trial that potentially even today could reveal the jury's verdict. And if you question a Marxist purchasing million-dollar homes, well, you might be a white supremacist. Hello, Christian patriots, and welcome to Church and State, where we strive to plug you into the pew and plug you into politics. I'm your host, Caleb Collier. With me, as always, Pastor Gabe Blomgren. Good morning, sir. How are you doing today? I'm doing very well. I'm, I'm excited because... Uh, the Lord, he has this in control, but I, I'm, I'm feeling like as if this is the pins and needles event that the nation is waiting to see what will happen. And in you and I both, without being uh, negative, we do feel like this is a scripted conclusion. I, I completely agree with that, Gabe. Uh, as, as we're seeing, you know, these individuals like Maxine Waters uh, coming out and really inciting a, a riot uh, there is so much pressure right now on these jurors who are supposed to be impartial, right? Uh, but there is so much pressure on them right now for a guilty verdict against this officer. Yeah, and we've, we'll cover this later, but we've even seen severed pig heads end up at the home of not even a jury member, but someone who is an expert witness for the defense. So, yeah, if, if somebody who's just, uh, they've been hired by the defense as an expert witness to give their input on this, they're not even a jury member. They received a pig head at their home. What could potentially happen to a juror? Because we know that juries, oftentimes the names are released. Obviously their pictures are going to be out in the media. And uh, this, imagine being a juror. Now, th- this is completely my own opinion here, Gabe. But with today's cancel culture, what we are experiencing, the family members know who, uh, who these jurors are, right? They know, oh, so-and-so, you know, your uncle, he got sent to... Yeah, he got selected. I would not be surprised if family members started outing their their family members here. Oh, yeah, uh, for sure. If there's not a a guilty verdict here. Right. Yeah, this is is so, so tense. Um, I, 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 we look at this case, Caleb, and it's, it's a hot mess. So it... 
It's a complete lopsided. One side is, is all about emotion and the other side is all about facts. And uh, That's so typical of, of conservatives and liberals. <laughs> it reminds, yeah, it reminds me of the O.J. Uh, o. Simpson case. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, you know, that's a good point, Gabe. We were in high so school. Much hype. You remember that? Yeah. We were in high school yeah. when O.J. Simpson, I, I remember they, they were playing, I, I was at public high school, and they were playing the murder trial in between classes. It was up on the screens. Wow. And I remember we were, we were moving from one class to another when the verdict was, was read. And I remember everybody in the high school cheered. And I remember being disgusted by that. Even, even in high school, I remember being disgusted by that. Yeah, and I remember seeing uh, footage of the Bronco going down. You know, that was highly publicized. Everything. Remember the Broncos? Yeah, what, know, was, what was the chase? guy's name? Um, the slow speed chase. Yeah. What was the guy's name that, that wrote, drove him? Uh, he like. He, he achieved his 15 minutes of fame at that point. Yeah, I don't remember I don't his remember. name anymore. Anyway, you have a scripture, I believe, that you were going to read that's definitely going to come into play uh, towards the close yeah, of the toward, show. Towards the end of the show, we're going to talk about this in depth. Uh, but a very, a very mis, misunderstood scripture is Micah 6 8. And he has shown you like justice and mercy. Okay. That's God who's shown us justice and mercy. But there's this phrase in Micah 6 8 do justice. And to love mercy and walk humbly before your God. Okay? Do justice and to love mercy and walk humbly. We're going to talk about later at the end of the show what that means. How, how do we do justice? And this is, a, this is a translation that is different because they use a word, uh, hased, meaning love mercy. And, and so it's two things. It's two things. It's love mercy. And it means it's just one word. We'll talk about that later. So, you know, Gabe, you we were at a, um, a church leadership meeting last night, and you said something uh, that really stuck with me. And I'm going to ask you this uh, before I go into it any further. If you were to take one word, and that one word is truly what drives you, what would it be? Gosh, thanks for putting me on the spot. <laughs> There's just too many words. Well, as, as you're considering this, I'll go ahead and, and yeah. say mine. Yeah. It is justice. Yeah. Justice is what drives me. When I see something that is unjust, when I, I mean, growing up, I hated bullies my whole life. And I moved into politics because I hate bullies, because I want, I pursue justice. Right. So that's really where my drive is. Now mm-hmm. go ahead for you. I was going to sound, I, that, that sounds very, I would say very Captain America-ish um, as far as like loving justice. And I know you do. Um, this is, this is not your typical answer, but I'm going to tell you my, if you could define me in one word, it's adventure. Hmm. It's to, to go as far as God literally calls me, as far as the, the most, you know, you and I talk about the end of the world and seeing the end of the world and, and uh, being there as the Lord returns. To me, every, every component of my life has to revolve around seeing and doing what God wants. If it means witnessing to somebody in an airport bathroom, which really happened to me recently, the Holy Spirit asked me to witness to somebody in an airport bathroom. And I thought this can be so uncomfortable, but the person needed to hear what I said to the point where this huge gentleman, it's interesting that, you know, the world is so divided through race, but this was a big uh, person of color with tattoos. And I shared the gospel and I asked him a specific question about what is God doing in his life? And he with tears in his eyes said, God's doing something right now. And I need to be obedient. I know exactly what, why you, you came to me. He, he said, I know exactly what God's trying to say. And you just confirmed it. Wow. So like that sense of 
it's not even like a moral obligation. It's just every single day I am bound and ready to do whatever God wants. So, yeah. Sorry. So adventure and justice. Adventure. All right. There we go. Let's, get into, let's get into Fredo, buddy. Let's get into Fredo here. I know. I like that. Adventure right. team and justice man. <laughs> yeah. We'll have to work on those names. Though. Yeah. I All right. Work on that. So Fredo. You know, this is what we call he him. Hates he hates being called this, this because it, it's it's so true, right? Uh, the, and the reason why we call this individual Fredo is because it's from the Godfather, right? Yeah. Fredo is is the elder brother of, of Michael, uh, Al Pacino's character. Right. But he gets passed over because he's not a leader. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, Chris, Chris over here, maybe if cops murder a few white kids, bad policing will stop. So this individual, he cries once again. He's got to have the limelight yeah. because he cries on CNN. That's his little platform. It is. It's, that's his platform. But in reality, I wanted to be governor. Right. Right. I wanted to be like yeah. dad. But no. We have Andrew Cuomo who's, you know, right now he, he's very much under the spotlight for his sexual misconduct allegations. But, yeah, of the two, he's probably way more influential in the world. Uh, he's creepier looking than his little brother Fredo here, Chris Cuomo. <laughs> but, yeah, we have a little clip that we want to play uh, just, to, just to show you just the interaction. Yeah, this individual is so sick, uh, and he's offering the left uh, typical platitudes. Uh, but one thing in particular that really stood out, and you'll, you'll listen to this for your, your, yourself when, uh, oh, you're going to play a different. No, no. Okay, go ahead. You do that. Well, you intro the clip. All right. So we do have a clip here of <laughs> Andrew and Chris. Right? Although I don't like calling Chris Al Pacino He's, because yeah. Al Pacino's way cooler than, than yeah. Andrew. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, uh, go ahead and play that clip for us, Gabe. And do your best Italian voice. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Um, we actually, you know, we're not going to do this. You know why? Because it'll give us sound issues. But, well, let me try one more time. All right. Well, there we go. There we go. It's a party. It's a New York party. <laughs> Al Pacino looks so young. There's a plane waiting for us to take us to Miami in an hour. This is Andrew talking. We'll make a big thing about it. Jeez. Big old kiss. I knew it was you, Fredo. You broke my heart. You broke my heart. Yes. (laughs) You you broke my heart. So this comes from a video uh, that that was recently on CNN. It was an opinion statement or an opening statement. And he's talking about the fact that what it's going to take for things to change is for white kids to start getting shot by police. Yes. And he actually said your people. That, w- that was interesting. He's saying yeah. your people. Uh, you know, being that I am uh, Italian, uh, <laughs> what is he actually referring to here? Is, is he trying to distance himself from being white? Yeah, I uh, get that. Your people? I, I think so, obviously, because that's what, that's what this guy is engaging in. He's trying to, he's trying to put himself in the same uh, platform as, as people of color, and he's... And he's belittling and berating white people because this is what it's going to take for you know your little son who was maybe smoking a doobie uh, right in your legal legal states yeah Yeah. he says in your legal states and then he runs from the cops because why because he's got a baseball game to go to right and then gets shot well it was justified he was running from the police right so this is what this individual is is talking about right here what it's it makes me so angry because when you look at the case when you look at both of these cases you know, he's talking, he's, he's referencing Dante Wright. Right. 
he's uh, referencing the uh, what was the, the young young Hispanic boy in Chicago. Yes, both Toledo was his name. Both of these individuals yeah. were engaging in criminal activity, right? Both this individual right. Dante Wright he had a warrant out for him. Okay, the other individual Toledo he ran from the cops and had a gun on him. Right. It's not like the little kid who had to go to a baseball game. In those cases that, like the baseball game incident, he, you know, the fictional case that, that he said isn't happening but will motivate us to start policing the police and to stop, uh, you know, handing out guns like candy. That's what he alludes to. He, he says that that needs to be happening. Well, the reality, Caleb, did you know that that happens all the time? White people are, like, by far... Not targeted, but accidentally killed all the time. It happens all. Yeah, they don't. They don't put. They don't push these cases. Why? Because it won't. There won't no, be riots. It's, it's not. It's there, not fitting it, into their narrative. It won't That's fit what the narrative. It is. And in typical fashion, you know, Italian fashion here, he's he's Nero uh, fiddling while Rome burns because he he closes it with this. See now, black people start getting all guns, forming militias, protect themselves. Can't trust the deep state. Woohoo! You'll see a wave of change in access and accountability. He's looking forward to these riots. Yes. That's what it comes down to these individuals. They're looking forward to the fire collapsing, burning everything to the ground. Right. And then as a phoenix rising, they'll implement their one world system. Exactly. As, as you know, we, it's so funny. You mentioned the phoenix. Did you know that Hillary Clinton wore this brooch mm -hmm. everywhere of a phoenix? And that's exactly what they want. They want to see that their little rebuilt Rome rises from the ashes. So. Absolutely. All right. So BLM. So this was interesting, Gabe. BLM calls coverage of co-founders $1.2 million home purchase a terror by white supremacists. So if you point out that this, by her own admission, trained Marx, Marxist Patrice Cullors, she's one of the founders of BLM. And she recently purchased that $1.2 million home in, in, in a predominantly white neighborhood. And if you point that out, you're participating in terror wait, wait, wait. by white supremacists. It's, it's, you calling it out isn't even righteous indignation or exposing hypocrisy. It's not even a disagreement. Like I was telling Caleb earlier, I don't even feel like she has any obligation to move out. I'm even thinking, good on you. You did, you know what, you... You exposed of weakness and vulnerability and you're following and you cap you capitalized on it. You got yourself a nice house. I think it's hypocritical of her to do it, but I'm not saying she should move out. And me just pointing it out is now called what, Caleb? It's called terror by white supremacy. Terror. Yes. So I, it's, you, it's terror. That's what that's what we were attempting to do. And and I gotta say this, Gabe. I always applaud a free market capitalist. But when this individual works and has started an organization uh, in, in opposition to free market capitalism, that's what Marxism is, right? Straight state-controlled monopoly here. When, she's, when she is, is a trained Marxist... Right, and she hates free market. Free, free market capitalist, and she despises this supposedly, and then takes then advantage of it, cashes in on, on the weak minds of those individuals who are following her, all right, and I'll say that again. That, that is a weak-minded individual very who much, follows that. Very much so. All right, then I don't applaud her actions. No. Because if she was going to remain true to her ideology, she should be living in, in <laughs> state housing, honestly, right. because that's what they want. When you look at what they had in communist Russia, right, in the Soviet Union, all the buildings look the same. 
They're just tiny little apartments all built right. together, gray as could be, right? That's what you want. Yeah. But no, it, what it proves is there's really only two types. There are people that support the republic and oligarchs. Yeah. And that's what you have identified yourself as. You are an oligarch. It's good for you. It, it's good for the people. But no, you're an elitist. You deserve better than the rest of the common folk, the unwashed masses. It reminds me a little bit of also a lot, Christians will call out Joel Osteen for the type of house he lives in, but they won't call out what he preaches. And yeah. what I feel is look at the content of what they're saying. Joel Osteen, he's actually He's actually preaching what he's saying. He's, he says everyone should be living their best life, and frankly, he is. Maxine Waters and all these guys, they preach one thing, and then Patrice Cullors preaches one thing, and she does another. Yeah. All right, so, let's, let's get into these the trials and, and the riots that are coming to a town soon near you. All right, we've got Blue, justice. Blue Lives Murder. No, not Blue Lives Matter. Blue Lives Murder. All right, this is what the George Floyd trial, 3,000 National Guard have been deployed and protesters rally at, uh, as Minneapolis braces for the Chauvin verdict. Now, and they are deliberating as we speak. They are in deliberation. So the case is all the evidence has been presented, which frankly has been like a dumpster fire of opinion and emotion and jargon between both sides. I'm confused on still on how he died. It looks as if he had a massive heart attack, but uh, they have done everything so reminiscent of if the glove doesn't fit, you must acquit. Yeah. Um, so, Gabe, if you were to call this right now, uh, how would you call it? I definitely, without a shadow of a doubt, believe that Derek Chauvin is going to be free. Um, they may get him on some type of weak... Uh, like maybe the third degree phys- or something. Physical, physical, you know, something that involves uh, misconduct, but he will not be going to jail for 40 years because that's, that's potentially what he's, he's facing. He's facing Yeah, that's the max years. punishment. Yes, yes. He, that's not going to happen. And, and I'm with you. Uh, I believe that we're going to have a not guilty verdict, and I believe that when that happens, that there will be riots in, in so many cities throughout these United States. But I will say this. Even if we're wrong on this, game. I believe there still will be riots. Right. Talk about that. Because what you're going to see is regardless of the verdict here, the people are either going to be out in the streets screaming about injustice, burning, looting, potentially even murdering. Right. Or if there is a guilty verdict, they're going to be out there supposedly celebrating and they're still going to be burning and, and looting. <laughs> do, you think it's, do you think it's racist of people to post on Facebook memes that say something to this sense they'll have a picture of somebody running out of a nike store with nikes and they'll the 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 post will say something like because justice equals a brand new pair of air jordans no that's calling it out for what it is right these a lot of times often what you're seeing right we did that uh story the other day kind of joking about target having their semi-annual everything is free sale right throughout and you brought up oj simpson as well right when you see these riots that occur in these towns, supposedly over injustice, they go and they break into stores and they take everything that they can get. Mm-hmm. And, and that's and, really the motivation. And there. when we say they, uh, it's not just people of color. No. It is, dude, it is white. Everyone, it, it, some taking some, advantage of the situation, taking advantage of it, and also believing that you're owed that. If, if our elite overlords, believe that you never let a good crisis go to waste well that trickles down 
into the general population. They believe that as well. Here's the crisis. Don't let it go to waste. Go get your Nike shoes. Go get your new yeah. flat screen TV. All right, we've got images, Gabe, of things that are occurring in, in Minneapolis. And this is, this is terrifying to see in the, in the streets of America right now. You've got a massive amount of people. They're all marching. They're holding signs. You've got the National Guard. You've got barbed wire all over the place. It is a tinderbox right now. When, when you say that America is, is watching with pins and needles, it's because we can all see it. Some, it collectively, they're, they're, we're holding a matchbox, and we've got a match to it. And we're just seeing what's going to happen. It's going to ignite. We know it is. It says 3,000 guardsmen have been deployed. 1,100 officers from public safety agencies across Minnesota have been deployed. And uh, it's still not able to stop events such as what we said about earlier. Uh, Severed Pighead. Explain how this went down. Yeah, this is interesting. So a key witness for the defense, this individual's home was targeted. They had pig blood smeared all over their home and then a severed pig's head was placed at their home as well this is extremely dangerous when an individual simply for sharing the truth is being targeted by radicals to where they will no longer feel safe and and i'll say this the jurors the defense attorneys any witnesses and the police officers associated with this case they're going to be living in fear for probably the rest of their lives. Right. They will be living under a rock because everywhere they go, they potentially could face consequences for any decision. So, yeah. they. You know what's, you know what's at, at stake here also? And it's so funny that uh, Mayor Melvin Carter told CNN that the city has an enormous amount of safety measures in place. He also says that his biggest concern ahead of the verdict is making sure that everyone in our community knows that there is justice in our justice system for them. It's very interesting to use. How divisive. The, the, he used the term them. Well, who is them? Shouldn't it be everyone? Well, I, he's, what he's doing is he's literally, critically, we're evaluating. And do you know who's on trial? The justice system is on trial. That's good. Absolutely. It is not even Derek Chauvin who's on trial. We are now potentially judging the justice system and and if it doesn't go the way that mayor carter thinks then there is no justice for them yeah and and that's that's the point here it's not logic right it's it's not weighing the facts of the case did he in fact commit murder no he did not did somebody die yes all right but there's enough when you're when you're a juror you need to be looking at all the evidence, and you're, you're saying, is there enough to convict this individual? And in this case, with the enlarged heart, right, with, with the drugs that were in resisting this individual arrest, system, resisting arrest, physically, that this was an approved... Took three men to hold him down. That this was an approved police tactic, right? There is not enough to convict this individual. Comparing to, I know we got to move on, but comparing to Dante Wright, I, I think there's more evidence to the, the female cop who shot Dante Wright. Instead, she should have tasered him. She said taser. She shot him. There's more evidence to prosecute her than Derek Chauvin. I would agree with that. And, and yeah, she manslaughter for sure. She should be facing a manslaughter charge, and she is, and she'll go to trial. And that's the American system. We should applaud that. That is justice. Yes. But in this case, it has, it has not become about justice. It's, it's emotional, and they, they want this individual's head 
right. on, a, on a stick. Yeah. That's the only way they're going to be happy. Speaking of Derek Chauvin. Yeah, uh, so this one's coming from the AP. Out of sight but center stage, jurors weigh his fate. Now, we've already kind of talked about this, Gabe, so I don't think we need to um, go into it too much. But it's, it's once again talking about the fact that, that right now the jurors are, are weighing the facts of this case uh, that we could quickly, we could probably see by the end of this week, Gabe, a, a verdict here. And what we're talking about is there will be riots. Yeah, they're, uh, they definitely, they talked about in this article, the very end of it, I wanted to hit this, that the judge said this about Maxine Waters' comments, because we're going to get to Maxine Waters here in a second. In this article, they, they, they show here at the very end, the judge of the Chauvin case and George Floyd case told Chauvin's attorney, Congressman Waters may have given you something on appeal that may result in this whole trial being overturned. Her comments are abhorrent and disrespectful to the rule of law and the judicial branch. Do, do you want to elaborate on her comments? That let's happened let's over get the into weekend? it. Let's go to the Daily Wire here. G- GOP lawmaker to introduce resolution to expel Maxine Waters for incitement of violence. All right. What Maxine did, she traveled out of her area. So she's out of the, the district that she represents. Went to Minnesota. Yep, went to Minnesota. And she was out in, in violation of the, of the um, um, restriction on movement in the, in the evening. All right, so uh, curfew here. And then she made a statement uh, about the George Floyd trial. And she actually tells the rioters that they need to get more confrontational. So when you right. tell She's individuals, it. they're already engaging in rioting and looting and burning, right? And you tell them to get more confrontational, how much more confrontational can you get than that? So she is, in fact, inciting violence here. Now, we have an individual uh, by the name of Green, and this one is a former or is a, uh, a longtime supporter of former President Donald Trump. And she's actually introduced a resolution to expel Maxine Waters from Congress here, which is a good move. We should be doing something like this. But more importantly than that, the New American has a fantastic article on this because it states that the GOP most likely won't punish Maxine Waters for this. Yeah, they and won't stick to it. No, I agree. We've got one individual with a spine, this individual green. And that's what we should be expecting from the GOP here. But in reality, we're probably not going to see that. This individual does not deserve to represent America in any way. And yet she's probably going to get a free pass here, Gabe. Do, quick question. Is she, is she being targeted against her free speech rights by not allowing her to say this kind of stuff? I know that's kind of off script, but I don't believe so. She has a responsibility as a leader within the American system to not throw gasoline on the fire, Gabe. Right? She should be calling for everyone to step back and to let justice prevail. Right. But instead, She's trying to push her own agenda. She's trying to push for the streets to be lit up throughout the United States. That's why she should be censored. And she used the term, be more confrontational and do more. Well, we've already seen what confrontation has led to. So, you know, it's very cryptic what she means, but it's not good. All right, Gabe, hit us with this scripture real quick. We only got about a minute 30 left. 
Yeah, so that term, the misunderstanding of loving mercy, love mercy, do justice. Mercy and justice are two separate things. See, to love mercy and walk humbly with our God, how do we do that? So I, I want to ask you the question. Is, Caleb, is loving mercy a part of justice? Yes. It's, it's, they're actually two separate, separate things because mercy... It's, it's separate from justice. We are saved by mercy. Mercy is not uh, an issue because it's, it's, it's something that is freely given. Do you earn mercy? No. No. It, we receive mercy when we're not owed it. Exactly. The, so justice is owed. We are owed justice. Justice is exacted by God and God gives us civil leaders who exact justice, but mercy, loving mercy to love mercy is a term that comes from God's steadfast love. He reveals his love. That's how we love mercy because of him. He showed us mercy justice. We don't seek justice. Our civil leaders exact justice. Our constitution exacts justice, but we have to love mercy through the lens of Jesus Christ. We live out justice by loving God, keeping his commandments, and following his covenant with us. All right. Church and State is brought to you in part by Covenant Church. Always remember the tree of liberty is most likely a birch. And with that, Church and State is out. God bless and hold fast the Lord Jesus Christ.